Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome in, everyone. Happy May. May 1st. Is it May? It's I, May 1st, Johnny Mac. I don't even know. I'm right there with you. I just took a look at the computer. It's May 1st, Johnny <laughs> Mac. Conclusion of the NFL draft. Undrafted free agents get done. Before we get into each one, what your thoughts are. I know you had just told me prior to coming on air. Boy, they spent a lot of money on undrafted free agents. So we'll dive into all that. John, let me get real quick off the top. Your first impression on, on the weekend. I'm hearing... A lot of good things, a lot of praise, a lot of um, people giving Howie Roseman and the Eagles front office his flowers, if you will, in terms of doing a really nice job this weekend to put this team in a position for success. What's your first thoughts, sir? Um, You know, they got two potential difference makers. So, I mean, that's what this draft is about. And if Jordan Davis turns into what we think he's going to turn into and A.J. Brown's going to be – who we think AJ Brown is, it's going to be a success. I mean, that's what it comes down to. So, you know, the Eagles traded volume essentially for the ability to go after two players that could be meaningful, meaningful star players uh, for the next sort of generation of Eagles football. So that's what it was about getting those two players. And from that standpoint, um, I give, I got to give the Eagles kudos. That means more to me. I'm in the less need camp, you know, F them picks. I mean, if I got to give up uh, day three picks to get players like that, I give up day three picks. So I'm, I'm with that philosophy. I understand it. I think it's the way to go. And you can point to the, all the Tom Brady's of the world you want to point to as number 199 overall. The point is they're an anomaly. This is an odds game. You're playing the odds. It's much more likely 
to get difference makers at the top of the draft. And in, in with a proven commodity like A.J. Brown, I mean, you know, he himself was a second-round pick, okay. But, you know, what are the odds you're going to get an A.J. Brown with the number 18 overall pick? Very unlikely. Uh, it happens, obviously, you know. Um, the fact that he exists proves it happens later in the draft. But, again, you know, we had talked for a lot of weeks and a lot of months coming up to this draft and, and really at the start of free agency. The Eagles need a veteran receiver. They don't need another young guy. And that's the one thing. After the Eagles made the trade, so we're talking Thursday night, that's that's the one thing that Nick Sirianni immediately said. You know, this is not projection. This is not projection. Right. We know what this player is. And that was very important, obviously. You, many other people in the region talked about that all offseason long in terms of we don't need another young guy. We need to get a veteran in the room. All right, John, let's shift. Let's get into these undrafted free agents. Pretty big class. I'll start with the quote that – how. Uh, General Manager Howie Roseman gave you last night. We have the best undrafted free agency in the history of undrafted free agency. Well, he wasn't talking about his. He that was from Friday night. So, and he's words, talking about the the pool yeah, of the players, class, okay. the pool in general, and the Eagles kind of showed it um, by the money they spent. I mean, they you know I don't have all the numbers from all the players, and ultimately I think I'm at 10 right now. I forget the number, but uh, I think they have room for 14, so there's probably going to be a few more trickling in. Uh, but Carson Strong, obviously, they signed the two best quarterbacks who went undrafted, uh, Carson Strong and E.J. Perry. Carson got $320,000 guaranteed, which you know doesn't sound like a lot when you're talking about what Jordan Davis, for instance, right, is going right, to get right. as a first round pick, but that's more of a guarantee than a lot of seventh rounders are going to get. So uh, the Eagles paid significant money. They gave over 200,000 to a number of other players. Um, pretty significant budget for, for undrafted free agency. And it makes sense because once the Eagles gave up, what they had to give up to get Jordan Davis and, and AJ Brown, all of a sudden 10 picks turned into five picks. Right. And you got to make up for that somewhere. And the Eagles felt this was the strongest undrafted class basically in history because of COVID As and guys getting pushed back. Quote. Yeah. And um, it was just much larger and, and they got a number of players that have draftable grades by a lot of scouts. So uh, it's a good undrafted free agent class. But I also want to, you know, I always show because I get a lot of feedback from fans. And when it comes to undrafted free agent, there's sort of like two camps. You know, there's the camp that, oh, we got, you know, Carson Strong's going to be a star. And then there's the other camp that completely dismisses undrafted free agents. It's always, it's somewhere in between, but. As it normally is. Yeah. I mean, I think there were 262 picks in this draft. So, you know, temper your enthusiasm. These are guys that are undrafted, but the Eagles did get some decent prospects. 
Yeah, for the camp that likes undrafted free agents, take a look at Corey Clement. I mean, I remember his catch in the Super yeah, Bowl like Super it was Bowl. yesterday. Wasn't a catch. Undra- yeah, I remember it. Should have been over. Uh, well, well, we can argue <laughs> on that. But all right, let's get in, John. The quarterbacks they're signed two of them. Carson Strong. I mean, I, we did. I don't know how much draft talk on the Jacob Media Network leading into the NFL draft, but a lot of people talked about Carson Strong as maybe a third, fourth round prospect. He falls to undrafted with the knee concerns. I heard 12-plus teams interested in in him in the undrafted market. Eagles go 300000 guaranteed to bring Carson Strong in. You like that move? I think it's a good move. I mean, I heard great things about the kid. I know he had a big arm. I know he's got the mobility issues, but it's an undrafted free agent. It's not like they even spent a draft pick on the guy. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hurt to to bring him in and take a look. You're right. I mean, he's a dra- he would have got drafted if it wasn't for his knee. And it was, you know, really troublesome. A lot of teams just put the medical red flag on him. He doesn't have a lot of mobility because of that knee to begin with, but I heard from a number of people down at the senior bowl, he did not look good. So I think that's where he, and, and by that, I mean, from a, a mobility perspective, the, the knee didn't look good. Um, you know, he, he might have the second strongest arm in this class, uh, behind Malik Willis, um, all the other stuff he can do, he just can't move. So, um, strictly a pocket passer, um, it'll be interesting. I, look, I think there's a chance for a significant upgrade over Reed Sinet as the developmental quarterback. And EJ uh, Perry can figure into this as well, the Brown quarterback, um, behind Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew. So you're you're talking about an upgrade over Reed Sinet, and there's a potential you could have found that upgrade. And let's get into EJ Perry. I know you put here, he's kind of the opposite of strong. Is he a little bit more Jalen hurts esque with the mobility? I don't know anything about EJ. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not that he's not, you know, that explosive when it comes to mobility, but he is undersized and he, and he does have good mobility. So yeah, he would be more of a Jalen hurts type uh, quarterback as opposed to Carson strong. Who's more of the, the conventional pocket passer. So it's interesting. They brought in both sort of um, skill sets and both traits and um, kind of see where you are. And Reed Sinet will be in this as well. I mean, they like him from a arm perspective as well. So you have three guys that are competing for that developmental role and Hey, competition is always good. Nick Sirianni yeah, so will tell you that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's five quarterbacks on the roster. It doesn't mean anything for QB1 Jalen Hurts, obviously. It doesn't mean anything for Gardner Minshew. I mean, let's just say real quick, hypothetically, that Carson Strong did go where many projected him to go and was a fourth-round draft pick. Let's call him a day three, fourth-round draft pick. He would probably be looked at as the backup quarterback, no? Is that is that accurate? Is that um, yeah, I mean, if he got drafted in the third round, yeah, you're probably taking him to be a potential backup quarterback and he's got that upside, you know, down the road. I, I don't think the Eagles would be comfortable with it right off the bat, but you know, if, if there's an injury elsewhere and somebody comes calling for Gardner Minshew and offers you a third or a second right. round pick, you you might want to have that luxury to be able to say, okay, we can't, you know, Gardner's not going to play here. 
right. barring injury, um, you know, can we afford uh, to to pass on something like that? And and you know, maybe if if Carson Strong shows you something in off season work and training camp, you'd feel a little bit more comfortable. But you know, short term, this is about you know quarterbacks going to be Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew unless somebody wows you over with a, a, a trade offer for Gardner. Yep, there it is. All right, let's move into the defensive backs. I know this has been kind of a thing we've been talking about. They have all these defensive backs that, you know, I can't even think of all their names, Chachere and McCain and Mac mm-hmm. McCain and, and, and Tay Gowan. You got your Tay Gowans, your, yeah. your Carrie Vincent's, uh, your Zach McPherson's. Obviously, you should start with Zach. He, he would be the potential right, he'd be uh, the... starter. Um yeah, uh, they have a ton of them. Mac McCain, as you mentioned, uh, and now they have three more uh, to throw in the mix. Uh, they got one of your guys from Alabama. They got a, a Clemson corner and also a, a Duke corner. It's, it's interesting because Clemson is is uh, uh, and I got to pull up. I got to remember my names because they're also. Clemson's uh, Mario Goodrich is yeah, his name. Goodrich, Mario Goodrich is sort of his own corner, so what they've been doing. And, and Josh Job is is from Alabama. He's sort of the press guy, as you can imagine. Although for what it's worth, lot, I watched him get torched a lot at Alabama. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people think he's gonna be a safety. Some people have projected him to move back to safety. And then Blackwell, Josh Blackwell's the Duke kid, he's more of the slot corner. So they got like each uh, right. sort of in the mix, but again, you know this is this is another dart, you know, yeah. for what they're trying with Tay Gowan. They love K- Tay Gowan. They love Carrie Vincent. They claim at least to love these players. Mac McCain, Zach McPherson, obviously first and and foremost as a fourth round pick from last year. But look, I mean, this is the one when you came out of the draft, you said, you know. They didn't get a corner. They didn't get a safety. And those are two obvious right. needs. They did get Reed Blankenship, a safety from Middle Tennessee. But again, you're talking about guys who you wouldn't feel comfortable playing. So right now, if the Eagles had to play a, a game, and luckily they don't on May 1st, uh, Zach McPherson would be the starting outside corner uh, opposite Darius Slay with Tay Gallen pushing him. And then at safety would be Marcus Epps. And everybody's going to talk about Tyron Matthau, the honey badger, and is he going to come in? How he was specifically asked that question yesterday. He said nothing imminent. He said, he again said, we feel better about that room, the safety room, than probably people outside the building understand. And they do like, and I know, from talking to Jonathan Gannon a lot, they do like Marcus Epps as a player. Um, but look, I mean, they added Steve Nelson two days before camp last year. Um, they traded back in 2017. They traded for Ronald Darby in August in camp. Um, they're they're going to add a veteran, I would think, at both corner and safety at some point. Might be the trade market. Might be somebody who gets cut elsewhere, but I don't think they'd be comfortable, especially with Zach McPherson as the starting quarterback. I I think they'd be somewhat comfortable with Marcus Epps. 
Now, real quick, John, you mentioned Steven Nelson. I remember doing the hit with you. I was live from down the shore with – it was r right before, and I mean I think it was a day before the Eagles reported for training camp. Is there anyone on the market, just real quick, that you're thinking about? I know, like, we signed Steven Nelson late, but he was kind of talked about a lot oh, yeah, he was before the it. signing. You know, everyone, oh, are we going to get Steven Is there anyone out there right now at either of those safety? What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Or cornerback positions that you think personally is a good fit, the right fit, the Eagles might be targeting to bring into that room? Well, I think, you know, most notably uh, the honey badger at safety. Yeah. I mean, he could help you. I'm. It, it, it's not, you know, it's always been about at his age with, with how much football he's played because um, he's not even 30. He's going to turn 30. Uh, I think he's 29 right now, but he, he came into the league very young. He's played a lot of football and he's not the same physically sort of lost a step. And he but, plays a tough game too. Yeah. He yeah. plays a really physical, he plays all over. He's very versatile, exactly the type of safety uh, JG has talked about one. He talks about Harrison Smith all the time. He's very similar, can move all over the place. That chess piece. I mean, he's a, he's a perfect fit from a football standpoint, but the Eagles are not going to go nuts when it comes to paying him because they think he's a descending player. So that's sort of where Tyran is. I mean, he's waiting out the market and seeing, okay, who's desperate? Who could get as close to what I made previously in Kansas City? I don't think the Eagles are going there. If he gets to the Stephen Nelson point and says, or it's, it's more important for me to get playing time to get back on the free agency market next year. And it, the Eagles can offer him, Hey, tomorrow you can come in and start, and, start um, right. and, and, and see if you can earn more money and get right back out there on free agency. Maybe they can pull that off as far as corner. I don't like anybody on the market. I, I think that would be more the Darby situation than the Nelson situation. And I think that would have to be more of the trade market. Yeah, I would have liked to see like maybe a Stefan Gilmore. I know he signed with the Colts, but that was my preference on a, <clears throat> a veteran cornerback. John, let's get into a couple more free, uh, undrafted free agents added. And in, in, in there was a couple offensive linemen, which – I never write him off when you have Jeff Stoutland as your coach. He turns all these players into great offensive linemen. I look at him as the offensive line guru. 
Uh, so I like the idea of bringing in a couple more offensive linemen they like. And then the other guy that caught my eye, and I'll get to him in a second, Kennedy Brooks, the running back from Oklahoma, and Britton Covey, who is, you say in your article, brought in to be a return specialist. Tell me a little bit about those two players, Kennedy Brooks and Britton Covey, whatever you can. Yeah, I and I want to add Noah Elise uh, in there as well, the big defensive tackle from Idaho gotcha. for a couple reasons. His brother's already here, Christian Elise, and and their father uh, uh, Luther was a big time player for Detroit back in the day. But Noah's interesting. He got a, a lot of money, uh, over almost two hundred fifty grand. Uh, again, relatively speaking, for right. an undrafted free agent. Um, he's like Jordan Davis. He's six, four, he's about three fifty. Um, so he's a big nose tackle type. Um, and the Eagles are clearly signaling, and I've said it for months on, on birds, three sixty five. they want that zero technique. They want that one technique. So not only is Jordan Davis here, but they got a back, a potential backup for him as well. So they want that type of player on the defense. And you got two of them. And, you know, obviously Jordan has the potential to be a star. But Noah certainly has the potential to be that backup. And then the, the other one that interests me most is, as you mentioned, Britton uh, Kobe from Utah, because he is, he's a great punt returner. The Eagles were really, really poor at returning kicks. And they were also poor at coverage as well and that's one of the reasons uh Kyron Johnson's here is a six-round pick he's a really good special teams player so special teams is one of those areas where not a lot of people pay attention to um but the Eagles need vast improvements and Kobe could fit in there Devin Allen who just won at the pen relays at the 110 meter hurdles could fit into it uh as that kick returner and they need guys like Kyron Johnson who can cover kicks. Um, and then you mentioned the offensive lineman. Yeah, I mean, with Stout, they always give him a couple guys. And and obviously you got Cam Jurgens in the draft. He loves Cam Jurgens. Uh, it's going to be the heir apparent to Jason Kelsey at center. They got Josh Sills from Oklahoma State. Bill Dunkel from San Diego State. <clears throat> and those are guys you're probably going to see on the practice squad. And, you know, that's what the Eagles like to, to do with Jeff Stoutland, give him these raw prospects and see if he can develop them. And he's got a better hit rate than just about any other offensive line coach in the NFL. So overall, not a bit. I mean, I know it's just undrafted free agents. Who knows if any of them have any sort of contributions to the team, but many talked about this being a deeper a deeper pool of talent that, you know, like Roseman said on Friday, a great look in undrafted free agent class as a whole. Looks like the Eagles brought in some solid players. Just real quick, COVID, the big reason for that? What's up with this with, with this year having so many players that have draftable grades not getting drafted? Yeah, it is because they gave uh, – because of COVID, they gave kids an extra year at the college right. level, and that, a lot of them took advantage of it. So last year's class was really uh, short from a, a numbers perspective, and this year's just exploded. Um, there were more, I know, from talking to, to all our draft guys uh, on Birds 365, their, their databases were so much larger this year 
just because of the sheer number of players that were draft eligible. So makes sense. The more numbers you have, right. the more chances you have uh, for better players. So it was really just a math problem, and there were more guys available this year. All right, John, coming to the conclusion of draft weekend. Don't forget to like the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning uh, tuning in. So far, though, I'm feeling pretty good. I got to say, I mean, I'm a fan. You're not a fan. You're, you're a reporter of the team, but I'm a fan of the team as well, uh, doing all this work for them. From a fan's perspective, I think the team got a lot better. From a reporter's perspective, it sounds like you think the team got better. Um, well, you have a grade for the Eagles from yeah, office I mean, after look, doing this? Uh, to me, it's about Jordan Davis and A.J. Brown, and, and they got two really good players. I mean, A.J., you already know, is a proven player. Uh, he's very close to Jalen Hurts off the field. That can't hurt. I mean, you know, when he got drafted, Jalen Hurts was there. That's how close they are. Um, and obviously everybody saw uh, the video of them working out the week before he got traded here. So um, I can't see a downside to that. Um, and with Jordan Davis, look, rookies are rookies. We've seen number 13 picks fail. We've seen them succeed. I will say in the Howie Roseman era, <laughs> that is literally the cutoff point. Everybody they draft from 13 and above tends to succeed. Uh, from 14 and below starts to get a little bit shakier. I think Barnett uh, was 14th, wasn't he? Bart Barnett was 14th. Um, it, look, I think the guy's going to be a really good player. I, I know from, you know, uh, talking with JG a lot, he has wanted this type of player, and this creates a domino effect for his defense at every level because um, Pletcher Cox uh, doesn't want to play nose tackle. Uh, Javon Hargrave's not good at nose tackle. Milton Williams is undersized. He can't do it. So last year um, they had to use multiple, you know, five-man fronts. They had to bring safeties down for run fits. You're going to have this guy um, um, taking up two blockers at all times. And that domino effect helps your defensive line. It'll help your linebackers. You got we haven't even talked about Nicobe Dean is here. Just watch Georgia tape and watch, you know, when you're watching Nicobe Dean make plays, look at the guy in front of him. him. Yep. Yeah. And and that's one of the reasons why. Um, and he's gonna be here as well. Yeah, the Eagles got better. There's no question about it. Yeah, I'm an SEC guy. I talked to a couple of buddies I had that are Georgia alums, and I talked to them. I said, you know, Trayvon Walker goes one, N'Kobe Dean's in there, Jordan Davis. I mean, this is obviously a record-setting defense. Who were the, your favorite two players? And 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 most of the guys I talked to, they love N'Kobe Dean, and they love Jordan Davis. And those are the two guys who are in Philly. Jonathan Gannon's got to be licking his chops right now to get back out there. I mean, he's yeah, got, there some, was so he's got much, some ball players. Yeah, there was so much talent. I know the Eagles had a lot of interest in Lewis Seen as well as the safety, but obviously they couldn't get in that type of position. There's so many great Georgia defenders. Devontae Wyatt they had interest in as well. You could have picked the Georgia defense and you would have been yeah. you would have been fine. In Nicobe's case, it's going to be interesting because so many so many teams had a medical red flag on them. Um, and there's some questions on should he have had surgery? Uh, he decided against it. 
He claims nobody uh, um, said he should have surgery, but there's, you know, there's a lot of wiggle room there because, you know, doctors tend to, anybody who's been to a doctor, and most of us have, and anybody who's had surgery, and certainly most people my age have by this point, you know, doctors don't tell you to do anything. They recommend things. Right. And it's pretty clear from talking to other people around the league, there were doctors who recommended surgery. Now, the Eagles claim he's going to be ready to go uh, for rookie minicamp next week. And we're going to see because Howie left open a door. Howie's very savvy. Man, yeah, the, the, if, if you read his quote at the very end, he'll say, we're going to get him here and double check. So, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. that double check could come up with something. But here's my perspective on Nicobe, and I know we got to go, Xander, but all right, even if he doesn't play this year, you 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 have to or or a large por- portion of his season is is taken away because of the pack injury. So what? I mean, that's what I mean. Let me ask you real quick before you go forward. Is that let's say it's worst case scenario, Nicobe Dean, it's reported next week he's out for the season. Is this an injury that we have to worry about? long term no, that's what it's i mean not. no no it's not i mean they're you know peck injuries in the past it, it's been one of those injuries well, i know people have talked about peck shoulder i think there yeah. was a knee in there too like you said it's another yeah. physical guy like teron matthew he plays yeah. the game like a thumper so that's it's it's not and, and how he mentioned that as well he he played a lot and obviously at a very physical position and he gets banged up and it's sec football and you know, that's part of it. The biggest concern is the peck, though, which a lot of people, it could be shoulder, it could be peck. But he did have a torn labrum as well. But what we're talking about now is a peck. So if it's a torn peck, for instance, you're talking about six months, seven, worst case scenario, eight months. So might be back in later in the season. You might just redshirt him. But my point is, so what? You sign yeah. Kaiser White, you have TJ Edwards in the short term. And you still have a potential first round pick for down the road and you do the red shirt. And we were talking about, Hey, maybe we'll do that with David Ojabo. Um, who ultimately went to Baltimore, another smart organization. They're going to red shirt him. They're going to have a good player. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think the Eagles made a good decision, certainly in the third round. And even in the second round, I'll leave it there. I know everybody was upset. I love I just the wanna, second round. The Eagles love, love, love Cam Jurgens. Any I Eagle fan that doesn't him. like that player, all you got to do is turn on the tape. I mean, that guy can. That guy can. Yeah. He's a great looking center. They love him, and there's a reason I picked him number fifty-one overall in my Eagles only mock draft. It was well known, the Eagles. If he was going to be there, the Eagles were going to take him. And we'll dive a little bit more into Nakobe and what. I mean, I want to talk to you about that, and we'll do that on the on the full draft recap a little bit later on today. But I mean, I, I we had Seth Joyner on draft takes yesterday, who's you know, this guy lost, dropped all the way to the third round because of a draft day rumor. I don't know, I don't know how much of it's true. I don't know how much of it's not. Like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But uh, Johnny Mac, good Matt, uh, good stuff, brother. Pretty good undrafted free agent class. Couple quarterbacks brought into the mix to keep the quarterback factory alive to keep the competition. Uh, flowing for the camp so good stuff all around all right thanks sander all right football 24 7 everyone with john mcmullen don't forget to like the show don't forget to share the show subscribe to the channel thanks so much for tuning in see you guys next time